This is the Rich Eisen Show. You're not going to like it, but the call on the ice was correct. No goal. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. You got the Jordan rules. I'm calling now from now on. As long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. Elbows. Feeling them. We touched them. We in the head mentally, physically, emotionally. This is part of the reason why he's the coach right now. Earlier on the show, NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero. Coming up, co-host of Six Trophies podcast, Jason Concepcion. Academy Award-nominated actor Jeffrey Wright. And now... It's Rich Eisen. That's right. It's a Friday edition of the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial if you want to have a chat with any of us. And when I say any of us, I mean just me. <laughs> Man, I'm not a clue. No, honestly, That's if you want to talk to Del Tufo, call yeah, right now. Call him. You know, I'm here. It's a Friday. I, I, I have my own personal caller. No, yesterday. no, seriously. Okay. I do like it when people call in like, hey, I want to say hi to, you, the, to the guys and whatever. It means we're... we're we're, we're connecting. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to use aspirational, oh, okay. but that's okay. We connect. Uh, hour number one, we just <laughs> talked with Tom Pelissero, my colleague from the NFL Network, NFL Media Group, setting the stage for the Combine next week. I will be in Indianapolis for that. Susie will be here in the chair. Um, I'll be chiming in every now and then from Indy because, you know, that's uh, that's how we roll. Um, 844 is 204-H-number to dollars, I mentioned. Hour number two, uh, kicking off right now with the co-host of the Six Trophies podcast, very popular program. Uh, Shea Serrano is going to be on Monday show, I believe. Nice. We're just running through all this. We're fair and balanced. Uh, joining us here, <laughs> however, in studio is uh, Jason Concepcion right here on the Rich Eisen Show for the first time. Good to see you, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for shouting out the suit. I did, Listen, <laughs> I went in the back. It's What's impressive. the shirt, though? The shirt is a, a the shirt is a camp shirt, I guess a Hawaiian style of print okay. camp shirt, kind of a fun. Well, you mean camp? Eagle. You mean campy though? Is like what you a mean? camp, like a shirt that that uh, back in the day, like during the Eisenhower era. Oh, I see what you're saying. A man might wear uh, while outside barbecuing. I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Because when you said camp shirt, I thought it, it, it you, you meant like something with my name stitched in the back. Right, so yeah, we know yeah, what, right, yeah. how, what yeah, yeah. bunk the, the laundry should return it to. Yes. I think it, the, I think the title is a reference to that sort of thing, but yeah, like a classic like kind of, but I like this. I, I appreciate uh, you, great. you coming here and congrats on, on your success. I appreciate I'm, I'm fascinated about this because so many Folks will reach out and say, how do you get started in the business? You start, you just started yeah. tweeting, essentially? Is that what you basically did? Is that what it says? Yes, okay. yes, exactly. I mean, I was uh, I was working as a cater waiter for multiple cater waiter outfits in uh-huh. New York City. Mm-hmm. I was a, a delivery guy for my friend's wife's leather company. Had essentially, you know, I, would, I went to school for music, and that went uh, as well as you would expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out you don't need a degree in music to uh, be successful in music if you're good at it. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of figuring out what I wanted to do. A huge Knicks fan from for all my life. I started a Twitter account to follow my fantasy teams. Okay. And just started tweeting during games and tweeting during Knicks games. And somehow it took off. And it led me to uh, writing. Was there a tweet in particular that took it off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, had, I let me just first say yes. that I had done a couple of freelance... Uh, writing assignments for for Deadspin, okay. uh, for SB Nation, for a few other places before this tweet. But I did a tweet. Uh, James Harden had just been acquired by the Rockets. Uh, Daryl Morey uh, had uh, signed him, and you know Daryl is a famous quant analytical guy. Yes. And it was early in the run, and James was going crazy. And I think I tweeted. I'm going to paraphrase, 
But I tweeted something like um, uh, Daryl Morey has a is furiously masturbating with a belt around his neck right now watching this James Harden performance and I, uh, shortly after that, Chris like Ryan, like a Chip Rossetti type <laughs> yeah, scene, is right. what you're saying? Yeah. From, from Boardwalk Empire. Yes. Okay. okay. Uh, wonderful show, underrated show. Yes. Uh, and uh, Chris Ryan, uh, who would become my editor at Grantland mm. uh, and later The Ringer, uh, reached out shortly after that and was like, "Hey, do you want to um, do you want to try a, a freelancing for us?" I was like, "Yeah," and that kind of set me on my way. <laughs> Crazy story, I know. It That's can happen amazing. to you, kids. Hey, hey. You never know yeah. when some, you know, I'm trying to find auto this eroticism might spark your career. <laughs> yeah. Okay, very good. Look at you, man. I, I, it's, uh, no. shock, it was a shocking development uh, to me and to everyone else. I, I, I didn't know that I had a talent for writing um, until social media kind of told me that, oh, maybe I'm kind of good at this. That's pretty cool, dude. Yeah. Well, again, congratulations and everything that you're you're building. Wonderies, six trophies with you and Shea Serrano, Jason Concepcion here on the Rich Eisen Show. It's available wherever you get your podcast released weekly on Wednesdays. And so wh- how did you become a Nick fan? Are you from New York City? I'm from New York. I'm from Where about? Uh, Queens and Long Island, Bayside, and then Bethpage. Where's the, where's the accent? It one? comes back when I'm there and I'm talking to my brother. When my brother picks me up at the airport, it comes right out. My my girlfriend, the first time we went to Long Island together, mm-hmm. was like, who are you? I think I said, uh, you're busting my balls here? And then she was like, wait a second, Whoa, did you say that? Where did that come from? Yeah, no. Whoa, holy <laughs> shit. So, so you're like uh, Tyrese Halliburton. You've got two voices. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Um, so um, the Knicks right now. Fantastic. Right? I mean, yeah. and, and I was saying this a few weeks ago. I'm not the only one, clearly. But Jalen Brunson is an oh, absolute man. revelation. Yeah, that uh, that that he went from being the why in the world are they overpaying for this guy to the savior? He is a and and I know that phrase gets used so often in New York City. Every jet quarterback (laughs) is the new savior. Yeah, everybody's a savior in New York City. This dude really is playing the role, though. I mean, what he is turning himself into, because that's what he's done. Yeah, is I, I don't know. The Knicks are lucky. They they are flat out lucky, lucky to have a, him. Lucky is a great way to say it. You know, I think you know this as a guy who's watched the Knicks these many decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've always been on the star hunt, and it's kind of been their downfall. It's like, where's that final piece? Where's that Messiah who's going to take us there? Spreewell? Who, whoever it's going to be, you know, Melo, Larry who, Johnson, Amari, you know, yeah. whoever it's going to be. Uh-huh. Um, and it's wonderful that. It's this guy who grew up around the team, whose dad was a bench guy for the team, whose current coach was an assistant under Van Gundy and saw him. You know, it's 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 an incredible story. And I mean, he's the best player since Ewing. He's he's, no doubt. You're not wrong. He's we have wanted as Knicks fans have have wished for a real point guard. Haven't really had one. You know, Mark Jackson, I guess, a little bit and. We had, uh, you know, Doc Rivers and uh, different guys who were kind of at the end of their journey. Yes. Uh, Charlie Ward. Charlie Ward was more famous for playing a different sport. Um, And then to have this guy come in with the ties that he has to the team, succeeding in the way he has. And maybe to your point, maybe something about the unheralded nature of his arrival and that that the uh, the Messiah tag not immediately being 
put on his shoulders, allowed him to grow into the role, and it's just been... It's been a dream to watch. Yeah, I was saying the other day, we were all saying here when uh, I believe we showed the the clip from Rich Kleiman in, uh, on the boardroom basically telling Durant, you know, admit yeah. that I was right about, you know, the Knicks being yeah. a viable option, essentially. I'm, I'm totally paraphrasing here, but yeah. he's basically saying the brand is, is, is the Knicks brand is a real deal. And Durant basically saying, you know, Sure, the brand has always been the brand, but playing for them wasn't cool. They weren't cool to play for. Now they're popping. Yeah. And and it's Brunson. It's Period. Him. End of story. And it's I know him. Randall is also another guy to root for who, who showed up on the team and is now uh, performing yeah. excellently. But it is Brunson because it's, it's his team, too. Like any star that might want to come to New York. Absolutely. It's Jalen Brunson's team. It's his franchise. It's his building, man. It, like he's, It's the fact of it. He changed the trajectory of what this team could be. I mean, Julius, before he had gotten injured, had kind of retooled his game. Essentially accepting that, okay, Brunson's the guy and right. I'll do the other stuff. And I'm glad you mentioned that KD interview because... It, a couple weeks ago, uh, Clutch notably kind of squashed their feud with with the New York Knicks. And, you know, nothing succeeds like success. What this is showing is, you know, the Knicks can't be really ignored in the space anymore. Uh, you know, teams, players who might be with Clutch that are looking to uh, for a team might ask themselves previous to the, uh, the feud being squashed, like, wait, wait, why are we... Not looking at the Knicks, they're doing well, right? Well, look at the, and it's been, uh, it's just been magnificent. It's been great. It's 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 exceeded my dreams. Hopefully, they can get healthy, but this uh, team is fantastic. And you're absolutely right. It's it's all about Brunson. And it is, and I, I, that may be the case though when the playoffs hit. Yeah. Right. I mean, because we're still talking about Brockman's Celtics. We're still talking we're about Giannis and. The rest of what the Bucks are look going to, we assume, improve. Yeah. Uh, with Lillard, when it when push comes to shove, the Cavs have been. I know. I'm sure they're Cleveland fans are like, "Listen, New York guys, just chill out," because they're second overall now. We're assuming, you know, Embiid's not going to be a factor. <laughs> so there, it is essentially going to be: Can Brunson, can can an, a guard, in a way put the team on the back and go on an all-timer. Well, here. we'll see. I, I We got to get OG back because he was so catalytic in the four or five games before he had to go out with the, with right. the elbow injury. Just the way he immediately slotted into uh, what the team is trying to do, the identity they had tried to instill under Thibodeau, which is this gritty defensive team, we're going to kill you on the boards and get second chance points. And he has uh, uh, really facilitated a lot of that, allowed them to get out in the open floor. Hope they can get him back. And, you know, the East is a knife fight right now for everybody under the Celtics. The Celtics are just a class above everybody. Mm -hmm. But Cleveland, I think, really took the um, the loss to New York to heart in the, in the postseason last year. They've decided to crash the boards themselves. They're killing guys from three. Um, it's going to be interesting, and it's just health. We got to get healthy. Tom Thibodeau loves to play guys, lots of minutes. Can this can this team sustain those minutes? Uh, 
Isaiah Hartenstein has, a, you know, a sore Achilles has been limited in minutes. You know that Thibodeau wants to play him 40. We'll see. <laughs> Jason Concepcion here on the Rich Eisen Show. Your tea leaf reading uh, oh, of man. how LeBron James's <laughs> Laker tenure will either end or extend. Oh, gosh. What's your, what's your tea leaf reading right now? I think he retires as a Laker. I think that, you know. When? Two years. Okay. I think it's a couple years. He still clearly has a lot left. I think um, the team is playing better with uh, D'Angelo Russell shooting the lights out of the ball. Uh, of course, didn't play last night. Um, but, right. but they but also couldn't defend last night. Couldn't I mean, defend at all. But I think, you know, he has, I think it's a, it's a legacy play in a different way for him. And I think very clearly with some of the stories that have come out recently with, uh, you know, that the Warriors uh, called the Lakers about LeBron. They tire and kicked. They kicked the tires around to an extensive degree. Uh-huh. And I think that that story and the way it was framed was uh, uh, spotlighted the fact that LeBron said no. LeBron, uh, you know, we uh, the Lakers let LeBron talk to the Warriors and he said no, he wants to stay a Laker. I think he wants to stay there. I think he's always going to be agitating for a better team, but I, my guess is he retires there. And I do love backstories in the NBA, and certainly the real-time ones. So, yeah. so I guess the reporting was from Ramona, and I, yeah, I yeah. and and um, uh, I don't know. I think it was like a co-reporting. I'm sorry, with Woj. Yeah, yeah, with Woj. Okay, yeah. geez, how could I forget that uh, Draymond just like the light bulb went over his head one night? <laughs> well, is that what it was? Yeah. When, he's, when he's retrieving the basketball that he's his like, daughter flipped second? over the over the hedge? Hold on a we second. Add this guy. You know, we should, we <laughs> should just, know. maybe LeBron wants to come here. Gosh, he could. So he, yeah. so he he reaches for the phone. He calls Joe Lacob. Right. Right, who reaches for the phone and calls Jeannie Buss. Right. Who then basically goes, listen, um, ask LeBron. Yeah. And call Rich Paul because if it, you check with him because if he tells you that's right i'm interested then then i'll be interested cuz i don't want people that's who right. don't want to be here that's right that's the and, and and then rich paul says we're not going anywhere that's right that's the way this it's apparently framed. happened that's right when you say framed what do you mean by that jason well i just mean that um that you know stories you know how it works when stories when they appear how they appear they all get together and say how so it looks good that 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 draymond's I, all on board and that Lakeup is listening to a guy who basically, you know, I, I think had to ha- sit for a month. Yeah. That's another. That's that's a positive check mark for the Warriors. It's a check mark for Genie. Absolutely right. right. And it's who, a check mark for everybody. It's a check mark for everybody. I, I think the story obviously happened as it happened. I think it also is helpful to come out now after LeBron had been. Uh, you know, uh, hourglassing, hourglassing, the, uh, the sand was gone from the hourglass. <laughs> That's the other, it wasn't well, even, it wasn't even the, the, the sand was running. The time had run out. Now I may, I may be showing my age here a little bit, yeah. Jason. Um, are there other emojis where there's more sand in the hourglass? Or is that the only choice on the phone? Is the I, with, I'm just, uh, you know, uh, just off the top of my head, I believe there is, there are more choices. Also, there are more choices. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm gonna look. You know what a world we're living in—a a crazy world. So you think LeBron wants to stay here? Yeah. Uh, give it a shot, you yeah. know, for the Lakers to 
have Palenka try for Trey Young, like take take that shoot that shot here and 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 run it for next year, uh, which is kind of wild because, I mean, this is a team that went pretty far last year, further than anybody thought they could. Yeah, let's not forget about those. I know that this is usually a different story. Two great nights in Vegas, you know, <laughs> uh, but let's not forget that. I, it's a team that's capable. Listen, when LeBron wants to call down the thunder, he still can, as we saw in the midseason tournament. And by the way, Adam Silver should thank LeBron every night before he goes to sleep for playing the way he did and legitimizing that as we, you know, we saw the all-star game. Uh, what's the thing everybody was hoping for? Why can't, you know, one person just really try and grab the reins and play hard in the way that guys used to. And LeBron doing that for the midseason tournament was huge. Yeah. I think that, I, I think that he stays. I think they kick the tires on a number of different stars uh, that they could try to pair with him. And I think they try and run it back. And if it doesn't happen, uh, you know, I think that as a legacy play, I think it's important for him to stay here. But then, listen, if they sneak into the play-in, you never know. That's true. You I never mean, know. They have that ability to be a great defensive team. They're not doing it now. <laughs> but they have that ability. Right. Uh, and you certainly would not want to see them there. Well, let's take a break and come back. I've there got are, a, just real quick, guys. There yeah. are two hourglass emojis. Oh yeah, what are they? There's one that's empty on the top. Okay. And then there's one that's like two thirds full on the top, and it's filtering down. To so the then bottom. LeBron had a, an emoji choice. He did. And made the choice of where the sand's out. It was a choice. Yep. Or he didn't know there was a choice. <laughs> <laughs> and just hit the first one he saw. Very possible. Or this has nothing to do with his basketball it future. It could be. Fantastic. <laughs> Great. Uh, I'd like to take a break. I've got a potential fix. What you just said kind of sparked a okay. potential fix for the All-Star game. Okay. Talk a little TV, pop culture, movies, Sounds whatever's great. on your mind. Yeah. Chop it up here on a Friday. Right? That's We're right. Good? Okay. Jason Concepcion is here. He's got a camp shirt under a suit. <laughs> We're back on the Rich Eisen Show in a moment. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests 
coursework is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Back on the Rich Eisen Show here on the Roku Channel Radio. Audience will return. I was just uh, chatting with Jason Concepcion. You asked me how I became a Nick fan. I'm That's from right. Staten Island. Yeah. Uh, so I was a Nick fan when Rory Sparrow was Rory a Sparrow. backcourt mate with Michael Ray Richardson. Oh my gosh, Sugar Ray. Um and um and the Williams like Sly Williams and the rest of the and uh, uh, the the Twin Towers mm. may uh, may they uh, rest who in was, peace. Who, is, who are they? Bill Cartwright. Oh, Bill Cartwright. Yeah. And um, oh, why why am I blanking? Web uh, Webster. What what was his name? Gosh, because they were just they were these two huge yeah. centers. Bill Cartwright and do um, you want to look that up, Chris? I'm trying. However, Nick's Twin Towers, I'm getting a lot Hubie of. Hubie Brown? Was that the Hubie Brown era? Other. Oh, sure. Yeah, Hubie Brown was the coach. Was it B- uh, Bill Cartwright? Oh, gosh. Yeah, Bill Cartwright. And um, now i got to do this. <laughs> oh, Marvin Webster. Marvin Webster. Oh. I remember yeah, seeing him, uh, Marvin Webster, in a diner out in, wow. you know, in like uh, Westchester once. And we were so excited. So excited that so that that was, that was my Knicks teams growing up, and then Hubie Brown took the Knicks into the playoffs. Bernard King, uh, yeah, yeah, in in Detroit in the old Joe Louis Arena against yeah. Kelly Trapuca and Isaiah Thomas, and I hated the Pistons, hated them, yeah, hated them, hated them, and then went to University of Michigan. That's when the bad boys started crushing, <laughs> and I, I I mean I hated watching the Pistons mm-hmm. get good, hated Bill Lambeer and Mahorn, hate, yeah, and Chuck Daly. They played in the huge stadium, like they're in the football stadium. With a well, they, they played yeah. in the Silverdome yeah. a couple of times, I and think, with the white, curtain, with the blue curtain. Yeah, and their white uniforms always look dingy to me. I can always it remember was the that. It was is the lighting. That, yeah. Is that, game, is that still the like uh, most fans to see a NBA game? Maybe so. Maybe oh, so. God. Back on the Rich Eisen yeah. Show radio network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Jason Concepcion still hanging with us here on the Rich Eisen Show in studio. Jeffrey Wright, the Academy Award nominated actor, is going to be showing up here in hour number three. That's how we're rolling here on a Friday. So a light bulb went over my head. Sure. I don't know if you could see it. Um, but you were saying that. The NBA in general was like, isn't there somebody who we can put on the floor yeah. who will treat things seriously yeah. for the NBA All-Star game? And I thought of the person. Who's that? Draymond Green. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Send him out there. Like, remember Terry Tate, the office linebacker? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. And just that's what, he, <laughs> that's what he need. That's his role is just to go out there, start banging out. Like, I don't want to see him in an alt cast. Yeah. I want to see him suited up. Whether he deserves it or not, he's the one who goes out there and treats it seriously. So my uh, my co-host, four-time uh, New York Times best-selling author Shea Serrano, yes, sir. Uh, six trophies, uh, new episodes Wednesday. Get it wherever you get your podcast. Nice. Had a similar idea: a ah. uh, a designated defender, like a Pat Bev or a Draymond Green type. Yes. Just have him out there. To- An irritant. An irritant, hate on people. You know, nothing, nothing uh, dirty, but you know, push the envelope a little. Get in a guy's ribs with the with the elbow yeah. a little bit. Right. Block some shots. Dive at the ball. You know, just make people uncomfortable. 
Get them, get them, get them upset. Yeah. Get them out of their comfort zone. Right. Don't you think that would turn on and then suddenly they would they would start I, getting riled up and now suddenly we're posting people up and we're we're banging. What I do you think, think? I think it's a great idea. Thank how, you. I, how about this? Maybe something like automatic all-star uh, slot for the defensive player of the year. Okay. Of the previous year. The previous year. Okay. No matter what you're in. That could be pretty fun. Or the top, like the top three defensive player of the year players. Well, what if one of them's Kawhi? Right. You know, that's but th- but now, this year, you know, you could have had Rudy Gobert and, right. and Wembenyana and Vic in there. Exactly. Yeah. Which is perfect. If Gobert's there, put in Draymond. Any anybody who Draymond has stomped on or hit or choked out, <laughs> if they're on the All Star game, Draymond makes it. Nurkic, Sabonis, I love Ron. We're spitballing here. We're spitballing. I don't know right, if the right. league really, the association would Got kind it. of dig this, but I, I mean, you get some people out. You need there. a habitual line stepper. Yeah. Whoever, and here's the thing: whoever performs the greatest. Irritancy? Is that the word? Irritancy. Okay. Yeah. We're Gets the one. Bill Lambeer Award. Wow. It's named after Lambeer. Right. So they renamed the, the All-Star MVP Kobe Bryant Award. Right. Now we have the Bill Lambeer Award yes. for the All-Star Whoever's game. the biggest a-hole to mix things up mm-hmm. and make it feel real. Let me TJ, what do you think? I'm digging. We are all over this. I'm digging. RES Consulting, this is what we do. This is what we You're You're now an unofficial member of uh, Rich Eyes and Show Consulting. It's an, honor to, it's an honor to be here. Rich, let me ask you this. Yes, Jason Consulting. Um, as a person who watched Lambeer closely. Oh, God. A little before my time. Wait, but, starting, by the way, with Land of the Lost, a kid's show where he played a slee stack. He was a slee stack he on was Land indeed. of the Lost? Yes, he was. Chuck a wheel, Chuck a wheel. Yes, he was. Bill Embiid was a slee stack on Land of the Lost. I had no idea when I was wow. a kid watching Sid and Marty Croft's finest <laughs> about going back in time. Marshall, Will, and Holly. Um, I had no idea that I was watching Bill Embiid at the time. Don't mean to interrupt. Continue your thought. I, I'll just say. That's uh, how long I'm a Bill Embiid watcher and wow. hater, I might add. I had a lot of trouble <laughs> following the plot of Land of the Lost. Anyway. Yes. Um, Lambeer, a lot of people compare him to Draymond. Is that a fair comparison? Absolutely not. Yeah. That's what I think. I think Lambeer was... Orders of magnitude worse. Oh my God! Than anything Draymond ever. Did. Please, yeah, absolutely. Dra- honestly, Draymond Green is like what Joe Dumars compared to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Wait, wait, Draymond has that. like Lady Bing trophies. Ooh, like, yeah, like, yeah. That's. Don't you remember Lambeer mugged Larry Bird? Yeah, like, yes, I do. Like truly. By the way, common, would be arre- common foul. Arrested. Yeah, common foul in the late eighties for 80s. mugging. <laughs> yeah. You pull that in Times Square, you are you are in trouble. So correct. Yeah, yeah. I think we just fixed the All Star game. I think let's come right. up with it. So who? What would be the? What would be the start? Do you know the the five? Pat Bev is a great one. Because Pat, oh, Pat Bev doesn't care. Mandatory. Right, and yeah, then yeah. he would piss off the officials too. Right, Absolutely. He, just, he can grab a camera. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sure. Start showing <laughs> to people. You know, there's not enough defense. I'm here for this reason. Okay. Um, who else? Who else? Gobert. Uh, Gobert for sure. Oh, uh, uh, Marcus Smart went healthy. Uh, Marcus Smart. Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks. Oh, Dylan Brooks. Oh, yep. Yep. Oh, Dylan Dylan Brooks is awesome. Of this team. Dylan Brooks. Yes. Well, I think we're. I think we're. We've put our <laughs> finger on something, which is, which is, you know, because I think if you're just going to say defender, 
OG Ananobi is one of those guys, sure. but you need he's also a, the nice. mouth. He's too quiet. Yes, correct. OG's too quiet, too, about his business. You've got to mix it up. you got to get these guys like saying, I am actually, yes, I am an all-star. I make $60 million per game. That's right. Uh, but I am. I, this guy is pissing me off. I'll show him. Do you understand how to do a wrestling promo as well <laughs> as play defense? <laughs> That's what On we need. On the way to the hoop. That's right. That's the guy we need. Let me tell you something, brother. By the way, Grant Williams is uh, kind okay. of low-key on this okay. list. He's low-key. Yeah, he's low-key. He talks in a way that I, yeah, I don't think he should. I'm just looking up the uh, technical foul leaders this year. <laughs> <laughs> don't look up technical fouls. Look up flagrant fouls, sir. You've got to go next level. Good one. All right, flagrant on, twos. If you've got a flagrant two, you're in the you're mix. In. Well, then you got to put well, Isaiah in the mix. Stewart. You still, yeah, you still yeah, have yeah, to right. pass the test Isaiah here. Stewart. you got to put Isaiah Stewart in there because he'll beat you up <laughs> okay. four games. Oh, yeah. oh, God. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, not allegedly. He got arrested. <laughs> well, look, man, I'm just saying. I didn't see it, so. <laughs> you're welcome, Adam Silver. Man. You're welcome. we got to right. start making some money with this. Jason guy. Concepcion here on the, on the Rich Eisen Show. What TV shows are you watching? Oh God! We you know we were just talking about uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith on okay. Amazon. I'm, I'm enjoying that. Which you can see here on Roku. That's right. I'm okay. uh, p- part way uh, through that one. I'm watching uh, on the reality tip. I'm watching uh, Love Is Blind with mm. my girlfriend and Vanderpump Rules, which as a LA resident is kind of like a local show. Mm. Um, and I'm on a Mad Men we watch. Oh, rewatch right now. Rewatch. Okay. Rewatch. Yeah. Yeah, the rewatches are good. I did a whole Sopranos rewatch oh, over great. the summer. Well done. Um, all the way through. All the way through. Oh, God, man. Um, and the last season for me was a, the most disturbing watch because I knew what was coming. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so we're watching it through for the first time. You know, it, there was a little bit of pins and needles. Yeah. It was more difficult knowing what's coming. What's what's because I just wanted to. I just wanted him to just stop his behavior because he was, he was causing his. Are we talking misery. about John? Or are we talking no, about, about Tony? Tony Soprano. Yeah. I, let me ask you. How do you the finale now? Yes. That we're years past it. Yes. How do you feel about it? I love it. Yeah. I, I kind of dig it. Yeah. Uh, at the time, though, I was pissed for two Same. reasons. One, I wanted resolution. Yeah. Two, uh, we were hosting it in our house with a whole bunch of people. And when, <laughs> yes. it, when it went black, <laughs> the whole room turned to me, including my wife. Yeah. Like, did you not pay the bill? Yeah, like, yeah. what happened? Did you forget to pay the, the, me. the bill here? And I'm like, hey, everybody, I don't know what's going on. The TV's dark for an absurd number of times. Like, it was that long where people were turning, looking at each other, and then turned to me like it was my fault. Yeah. Um, what about you? I, uh, you like it now or no? I think it's brilliant now. And I had a, a, the same reaction at the time I was living in a studio apartment, like a uh, former motel. And it was v- very possible that I didn't pay the bill. Like when it went off, I was there like, was Oh, a- I legitimately didn't. I- the bed wasn't coin operated. Was it? Jason? <laughs> it was that kind of, <laughs> it was that kind of spot. It was the kind of place that, you know, uh, when it had the motel signs out front, yes, would have said like we have color Wait, TVs it's on, HBO, on the marquee. Yeah, yeah. 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 Nice. Um, but now I think, <laughs> holy cow! It's um, the fact that we're still talking about it. Right. The uh, the way it makes you think about all the things that might happen to Tony. Forget what happened to him in that moment. Mm-hmm. That guy's waiting. He's going to be there, whether it's. Then in that diner, after a month later, that guy's going to be there at some point. The way it made me think about that, I just think it's 
It's brilliant. Well, it's just so difficult to end a long-running show. It really is. Coming up with something that is not only satisfying in terms of uh, plot conclusion, yeah. but also just watchability, where it's it true. still has the same sensibility of the hit, of the most, the lion's share of the hit years. Yeah, it's really hard. So, I mean, I, I, I bring up Lost. Lost had one of the best first seasons oh, ever. Ever. Where it was groundbreaking, mind-blowing, and then I just don't know what the hell happened after that. Um, I mean, what what would you say is one of the more satisfying oh gosh final seasons of a show where they got it right even you you chris um curses game of thrones now after curses. after loving it for ready, as long curses. as he did ready jason i wish i never watched it no come on complete chris. waste of time no the final season of game of thrones so bad so oh, upset no. him here's the deal so as, up- as great as the first seasons were sure. that's how equally bad the last season was he won't he won't even give house of dragons a try because house of dragons is great i, I enjoy it they too by the me. way i am the official pod co- podcast co-host of house of dragon i okay. HBO, get well it wherever your podcast nice and so take this with a grain of salt, but I, but it's great. I'll, you know, here's the thing about Game of Thrones, uh, the final season. I, uh, first of all, I think up until Night of the Seven Kingdoms, brilliant episode, made me weep. Even up to the uh, Winterfell episode, great season. I think, for me, the fact that people cared that much is part of the magic of television. I enjoyed the ride. I understand people were disappointed by it. I, I... I loved the ride. Of course, it was, it was a, a great, tremendous thing for for he's me also personally. The, he's also the type of guy, and they say here all the time. Yeah. Well, I, sh- I'm not, I don't want to go there about would you rather be blown out oh, or, sure, or sure. In, your, in it, or would you rather just lose it a just close one? But, like no, they but got just, sloppy and they just kind of rushed it, and it was unnecessary. They could have taken as much time as they wanted. HBO would have given them all the runway they needed, and they're like, no, 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 we're good. We're gonna do it in. Six, seven episodes, whatever. Why? Well, they that they also didn't have the, the source so material. Yeah. By the way, they didn't have the source material to work George. off of. Uh, George. We're still waiting. We're we waiting on waiting. pages. We've been waiting 14 years number of years times now. that I see him write about the Jets instead of, like, finishing this damn, <laughs> I know. you know, I am on the saga. I say I'm, we're, we're going to get, uh, we're going to get the next book. Okay. I believe that. I, I'll say <laughs> and, that. And what, <laughs> what happens first? The Knicks win a championship or we get this final book. Man, I'll tell you what. The championship thing, I would have had a different answer (laughs) before this season. Look out. Uh, Well, you know, speaking of uh, sticking the landing, Mad Men, I think one of the most perfect buttoned up. I thought the final episode of that was amazing. Amazing. And how how they tied it into one of the more famous TV commercial campaigns of all time and how he would come up with it. Yeah. I did enjoy that. You know, it's another one as well. Um, I don't know if you watched Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Did you ever watch that? I didn't. I didn't get into Maisel. uh, Listen, it is a spectacular television show. Okay. And the final, it's the act, the acting, the writing um, is spectacular. And, you know, straight up, I I will watch Rachel Brosnahan read read a a phone book. um, But... The last season is perfect. It's truly one of the greatest final seasons I will, I've ever seen. It's satisfying. It gives you a storyline. It brings yeah. seasons together. It's moving. It's hilarious. The final scene is perfect. It's great. Seinfeld. Go. Seinfeld. Um, it you know the it made me laugh. 
I know it made you laugh. You know the final ep- the final episode, the two parter. Yep, yeah, absolutely. It was funny. Uh huh. But it was like goofy, kind of like the whole show was. I tend to skip everything about season nine of Seinfeld. I just oh, interesting. kind oh, wow. of don't even. Uh, I I go I, that I, I have zero complaints about Seinfeld. Zero, yeah. and I will never have a single complaint about Seinfeld. I'm trying to get my oldest son to start watching it because he loves comedies. He loves mm. Thirty Rock. He watched the he binge watched all of Modern Family. He loves Only Murders in the Building, and I'm like, you would love yeah. Seinfeld. And then I'm like thinking to myself, how would he understand a payphone episode? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's like, wait a minute. They, they miscommunicated because they couldn't get in contact with each other? Like, what? So you had to kind of change. As I'm Snapchatting away. You know, like, it, it, yeah. there, there are some interesting moments like that. What'd you think of the succession finale? I, I, I loved it. Me too. Uh, just a show that I was, that really grabbed me. I'm proud to say I was there from season one. Me too. Uh, even through the shakiness up to, you know, when it really took off in the middle of that season. I just, one of the most high quality Seasons. Like a rocket ship, by like the way. Rocket like ship. I, I remember the first couple episodes of Succession. My wife and I were watching it, and we're like, "Why do we care about yeah. any of these people? <laughs> They're they are so terrible, awful, yeah. terrible yeah. human beings. There's nothing yeah. that wants me to be sticking around uh, at all because they're such horrible yeah. people." And I forget what episode it was, but it was so fantastic, and it it kept on going straight up. Like a rocket ship is the only analogy. Yeah. And I've never seen a show that's supposedly a drama that's made me laugh out loud more than Succession. I think for me it was getting used to the visual language because it is a dark comedy. (laughs) You are are watching these people at their worst. It makes – it's one of those few shows about wealth that makes wealth look like a terrible time. Yes. Uh, And once – I figured out, oh, this isn't a drama. They're shooting it this way for a reason. And and the, then the performances really started to get to me. And for me, I think it was that episode where um, where Tom and Greg go to that weird restaurant and they eat the birds with the, with the napkins over their heads mm. so that you could, I forget what, it, if the turn of phrase, like soak in their misery mm-hmm. of these small birds or something like that. And I was just like, wow, this is, show is crushing it. it. How about this for a... a Stuck the landing. Eastbound and down. <laughs> I didn't see the final season yeah. of that, I, I admit. You're, you're already laughing over there? I'm just laughing because the whole idea of that show is so absurd. It's and so the absurd. performances, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. of, of but, Danny McBride and everyone involved but the, is so ridiculous. The character of Tom Wamsgans from oh, Succession is, if you had to have like a Mount Rushmore oh. of characters yeah. who makes you stop whatever you're doing because... Every appearance they have is the phrase I like to use is like cotton candy. They they steal the scene. They're funny. They're brilliant. The, uh, I, I would put him on there um, to use your Mad Men phrase, Roger Sterling. Oh, I love Roger Sterling. Anytime yeah. his character shows up, uh, um, John Slattery plays him. Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess Al Swearingen from oh, Deadwood. Anytime he would show up on oh, the I screen. Mean, Tyrion Lannister. I, I, that's, I, I, that's, that's, yeah. that's a good foursome yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah. You know, that's a good foursome right there where just any time they show up, it's a showstopper. You know you're going to get a line that's going to exactly. kill you. And then Succession just re- reached the pantheon of of a pop culture uh, iconic show because it, it filters in your mind when other things happen in life. Yeah. Just yesterday, we were in our text exchange explaining 
uh, Sean Mitchell, who's at home right now, uh, our digital coordinating producer who tracks everything on the show, he texted us that there's a moon landing. Yeah. First time in decades coming up, and we start texting. He's like, I hope Roman Roy isn't in charge of it. <laughs> you know, and then we start texting around. I think Hoskins put on our, our text exchange or that, that scene where he's watching it on his, lap, on his computer screen. You know, all the emails coming through, you know, that's how succession is taken over, you know. And for me, you know, that show, Tom in particular, uh, you know, in the in this in the media, the corporate space of media. Yeah. There's always a person like Whamsgans where you're like, you're going to survive. Whatever happens, <laughs> the nuclear bomb we hits this people. industry. We know them. I, could, <laughs> we know I know Mount Rushmore. Yeah. <laughs> the nuclear bomb hits this industry. We're McAfee all called gone. one out. <laughs> You're oh, going to wow. be here. I just said it. Wow. Yeah, yeah no, no doubt. Yeah. That, that you happens. You have that instinct to be near the thing that will keep you safe yeah. and allow you to succeed. Uh, and that just resonates with me. What an incredible character. Oh, Great. man. Hey, this has been a, a fun maiden voyage. Uh, let's do you, you live out here or you don't? I do. Okay. I do. Let's, anytime. Okay. We're boom. Uh, did you go high register there? Because <laughs> it's a second voice. <laughs> when you know, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that was my other voice. No, the higher register yeah. is, is uh, you know, when somebody says something, they don't really mean they go high register. <laughs> or they need to they go time, high. Uh, well Rich, done. Have me back. Check <laughs> out Wondery's Six Trophies with Jason Concepcion and Shay Serrano. Shay's on Monday's show. Great fun chat with you, Jason Concepcion. Available wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes released weekly on Wednesdays. Greatly appreciated, sir. Thank you. You got it. We're back with uh, a story out of Major League Baseball that you have to see to believe, and I mean every word of what I just said. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Do you think Tony Soprano lived or died? Where do you stand? I think he. I think he. Uh, I think he died, but David. I think might have. David Chase might have said he didn't. I mean, that's just my opinion and interpretation. I have no inside that knowledge. That he got whacked in that diner. You believe that? Yeah, but that's just. That's just my opinion. I think David. I, I forget what he. Recently, he might have said something that he doesn't die or he's not sure. But. Yeah, I. I, I mean, the ending has been very talked about, you know, often and, and controversial, but I, I always thought it was an um, appropriate way to end that show. I think anything very, anything really concrete would have been out of character for the show because David Chase didn't like to wrap things up in tidy little knots and bows and stuff, you know. Everything had a very 
open-ended, mm -hmm. amb ambiguous kind of quality, which, which I think is more interesting in a way. It was airtime, Sunday night, when it really aired, and we went into a private room to watch it. None of us had seen it. Nobody had seen it yet? No. We, we all watched it together for the first time. Did you not know how it was going to end at all? I had an inkling, because I remember David mentioning something about everything going to black like a year before. But I didn't really know <laughs> what he meant. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. So we're watching it, and, you know, it's getting close to an hour, so you know that it's ending. And then the song came on, and I'm looking at the guys, and it was, you know, it was very, it was very emotional because I'm like, this is the end of a lot of things because this is, the, you know, this is the end of, you know, ten years. It was really a ten year span that we collaborated and spent all this time together, and you know, that it, it went beyond just the show and became about the our relationship as actors and as friends sure. and stuff. So it was a really big moment. And then it went to black and we were all, some of us were more shocked than others, but we were all kind of, you know. Ah, I love Michael Imperioli back on the Rich Eisen Show. Game time tickets. Get your mobile phone, get your tablet, any mobile device, and put the game time tickets app on it and start buying tickets, create an account. We're going to give you a promo code in a second how you can get $20 off your first purchase. And when you pop up the Game Time app, you'll see how easy it is to use. You can buy tickets in two taps. And uh, if you want to take a little bit more time and say, let's take a view from the seat, look. You can get the entire view from the seats. So you know how far you might be from the stage or the ice, the court, or there's an obstructed view. You don't want to buy that ticket. And then before you buy your ticket, they give you all-in pricing so there's no sticker shock. You see the entire cost of your transaction up front before you hit buy. The guesswork's totally removed when you buy tickets with GameTime. So download the app, create your GameTime account. Use my code RICH, $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem my code R-I-C-H, $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last minute's tickets, low it. Lowest price, it is guaranteed. So, great chat with Jason Concepcion. I am fired up to have Jeffrey Wright back on this program in studio. Uh, his film, American Fiction, is fantastic. Um, and Sterling K. Brown is fantastic in it. They are both nominated for uh, acting awards. The screenplay, best adapted screenplay, Cord Jefferson was nominated for that. He's a director of this film. It is fantastic. Uh, TJ, you saw it as well, correct? You you give it you give it the two thumbs up as right. well. I give it around the world and back again. And so Jeffrey Wright uh, loves himself some. Uh, he fights for old DC, Washington football. I wonder if he wants the commander's name changed. So we'll chat with him. He's also a fan of the Brooklyn Nets, and uh, I'm wondering um, what he thinks of of the direction of that franchise. So Jeffrey Wright's in studio. Listen, we're baseball people here. We're baseball people. Before I joined NFL Network, kiddos, um, and uh, and started doing this radio show for coming up 10 years now, I was the very first voice you heard when ESPN Radio started broadcasting MLB games. I was the first in-studio host of Major League Baseball on ESPN Radio. Uh, I, I called baseball games. I was a baseball guy for for ESPN. Covered World Series. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm just, just laying out my bona fides for all those kids out there who might be Snapchatting us right now. All right? So it just seems to me that baseball frequently, the stories are all about when it gets the biggest attention when, say, there's an unwritten rule that's broken and people get all up in arms about it, right? 
or there's rule changes like last year, and it improved the game. The pitch clock, I was way against it until I saw Same. it, and now I'm for it, right? And and the bigger bases, and yeah. as you know, getting rid of the shift has just been – it's just a delight. And um, But there's just really no no conversation about, well, who do you think is going to win, right? When training camp opens in the NFL, we're talking about who's got a chance to win. Maybe it's just because a lot of folks, teams – they know they got no chance to win or anything like that, but it's still an incredible game. It's a mental game. It's an exciting game. When the playoffs hit, uh, you know, it's funny. In May or June, whenever somebody reaches base against the Yankees, I'm like, oh, okay. If that happens in October, I'm like, game over. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's, it's an irrational way of viewing things, right? It's fun. But sometimes just baseball can't get out of its own way. And maybe the, the conversation as to who wins and who might not win this year has been totally removed because we're all assuming it's going to be the Dodgers. But that's my long-winded setup. My long my, my Luis Tiant wind-up. Now here's the pitch. Story in Major League Baseball right now is about, wait for it, the uniforms. There are new uniforms this year. Now, and, and, and all 30 clubs are not wearing new designed uniforms, really, with the... Some of them are changing color schemes and logos and jerseys and whatever. Well, since Nike took over, they have the City Connects yeah, and, and all the that different color stuff. schemes. Yeah. Yankees don't do that. They still just wear their away grays and their pinstripes at home, and that's it. They'll just put a star insurance patch on the side, right? <laughs> but uh, it, it's a different design in terms of what the fabric looks like. The Not the, old, the, material, the material, I think, used, yeah. So I don't know who the Costanza was here to say, let's go cotton uniforms because it breathes. <laughs> but somebody did, and they changed it. And you might think that the design is imperceptible to change, but I've never said these words before. Take a look at Otani's pants. <laughs> and it looks like there's a, you know, a different color at the top and the bottom. No, it's because you could see through the pants. And you could see where they're tucking the jersey in. Look at Yamamoto. You could see the jersey tuck. Did nobody notice that you could see through? <laughs> Looks like they're uniforms? wearing tidy whiteies. Looks like they're wearing <laughs> yeah underwear. You could like like extra underwear tucked in, but no, it's did the jersey. Did nobody notice this? Hey, 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 you could see the oh, jersey tucked in. God, that looks terrible. And it's then terrible. there's a couple of guys who are. I don't know if there's any Mariners doing it. Cupless in Seattle. <laughs> and it leaves um, very little to the imagination. Cupless in Seattle. Let me just put it this way. It's, Funny. it's been a long time since we talked about the big unit. <laughs> My balls was hot. <laughs> no, apparently they're not. That's the point of this. <laughs> apparently they're a perfect temperature. By the way, those pictures my, we showed were a little man. bit more tame than some of the ones yeah, I've been seeing a lot of. Other, <laughs> some yeah. of the ones on Twitter. Like, it's a family program. Yeah. Here we're on trying. The channel. Some of the ones on Twitter, you got real familiar with some of these oh, players. It looks like it's a family planning channel. <laughs> <laughs> Two balls, no strikes. I so can't imagine. Wow. That's the count. <laughs> you can see these dots. Wow. Come on. Stop play. it. All right. Now, see, 
See, I'm trying to subtly go down this road. We were dancing around it, Mike. I mean, and you're on. just trying Sorry. to take the hammer and hit it on. Wait, hold on a wait second. Wait a second. Wait. <laughs> so baseball is attempting to rectify the situation I between now and opening day? I don't know, I don't know if there's well, enough time. But apparently the players can't wait for closing Oof. day on these uniforms. All right. Don't let it have a rain game. Oh, wow. I mean, it's the top story on the stack. <laughs> it's a top story, right? Yeah. Because the Players Association is involved, and uh-huh. baseball's like, our member clubs will be ready. So the players don't like the jerseys nor the pants. I By mean, the way, it gives new meaning to member clubs. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so much Stop I want to say, but No, I don't can't. say it. I, I'm not. I'm trying not, not to DJ look at either of you. I'm just going to keep I, laughing. None of this. <laughs> I'm done. I'm just, no. It I gives won't. new meaning to here. Here comes the judge. In Switzerland, <laughs> stop, stop. only one guinea pig. Stop. Because- Thanks for wow. watching the rest Un- of this show, please. Unbelievable. Listening. Wow. You think Roku Joe's like, do they have a dump button? Do they have a dump button? Nope. I got it. Do these, you, I think these, these uniforms have a dump button. <laughs> what is going on? Did nobody notice? Look at that shot of, it's of not, it's look not at this. a seam that anybody. You could see the jersey is tucked into these pants. No, all you can see. They're not going to like it. Oh, you could see the tag in the jersey. Look at that. Yeah. Lighter field. They're called uh, performance jerseys. Oh, so it gives you more ability to perform. I guess. But, but guys, according to baseball, Carol- according to Caroline Means, who's married to O's pitcher John Means, uh-huh. quote, wives are fine with it. Okay. <laughs> so take that as you will. Chicks dig the long pants. I think the single. It's a new, it's a think, new commercial. I think the single players are in uh, favor I mean, of these Look jerseys. at that. Did nobody notice, like, Otani's jersey is tucked into his pants, and you could see, like, it, like you could see the jersey end right around his, his thighs. His Otani's. Dude. Boom! <laughs> I'm, I'm not All saying right. anything. So that's the way we're covering the top story. Look, this is what the people want. We've got to give it to them. I don't know. This is what the uh, yeah. the news is. We just follow the news. We're following here. the news. Look, that's news. all we're, we're doing. The top story, guys. We're just trying to touch them all. <laughs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> I'm done. That's it. That'll wrap up hour two. We're going to class the place up with wow. Jeffrey Wright, hour three. Wow. We need it. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.